Good morning, survivors, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. It is day number 247 since we came back on the air. Today we have another story to share with you. Today's tale comes from Todd, who we met yesterday on the north end of the campus. We told him about the broadcast and Agnes's Stories for Stories project, and he agreed to give us his story, for which we gave him Oliver Twist. So, here goes. My name is Todd. I'm just shy of six feet tall, 26 years old. I have shaggy, sandy blonde hair, and I'm usually wearing a t-shirt and jeans, or in the summer, shorts. I have a bachelor's degree in history and an MBA. When the fall came, I was on vacation with a couple of friends. As luck would have it, we had gone camping. It turns out that camping gear is great for when you're fleeing zombie attacks. My buddy Ron had brought his girlfriend along. She was the first in our group to get bitten, uh, eaten, whatever. She was the first to die. She got attacked by the first zombie we ever saw. I guess it wasn't really her fault. I guess if we didn't know zombies existed yet, it's not fair for me to think there was something she could have done about it. But she was kind of dumb. Earlier in the trip, when we were first setting up our tents, it was like she didn't even know which end of a mallet was up. I drove her stakes myself so she wouldn't hurt anybody. And I guess we all thought that first zombie was just a drunk guy from another campsite. He kind of stumbled into our area, looking drunk and disheveled. Then he grabbed her arm and bit into her flesh. She screamed to bloody high hell as his teeth tore the muscle from the bone. Ron bashed in his skull with an iron frying pan straight out of the fire. They tried to bandage up her arm as best they could, and then we had to decide what to do. We figured out that it was not just a drunk idiot, but an actual zombie. Ron wanted to get his girlfriend to a hospital. My buddy Eric and I knew it was a bad idea. We've all seen enough zombie movies to know that that would be a terrible idea. Steve didn't contribute to the discussion, but just sat there looking scared for a long time. Ron insisted on getting his girlfriend help, so they left and headed back towards the cars. The campsite was only about a 20-minute hike. Eric, Steve, and I decided to pack up most of our gear and get ready to head out if we needed to. None of us slept that first night. Around 2 or 3 that morning, Ron came back alone. They'd never even made it to the cars. Ron never told us what happened to his girlfriend. Eric and I speculated on it later. Eric and I speculated on it later. I think she passed out from blood loss before they got to the car. Eric thinks that she turned into a zombie. I think it was too fast, but Ron didn't say. Our first time to battle it out with the zombies came that next morning. Six of them came stumbling into the campsite just after daybreak. You'd have thought we were expecting it, and maybe we were a little. They came almost silently out of the trees around us, from the side that was away from the other campgrounds. I had my hunting knife, Eric had a cooking knife, and Ron had the iron frying pan. Strangely, Steve had nothing. Steve sat there without a weapon, staring into the fire all night. And when the zombies came, he fought with his bare hands. He was savage and brutal. Steve smashed the zombies' heads into trees by grabbing them by the hair. After we killed them all, we bashed in their skulls just to be safe. Double tap. We left after that. We didn't know what to do with the bodies, so we just left them. On our hike back to the cars, we encountered more. We killed all of those, too. 
When we got back to the cars, they'd been ransacked. Even the gas had been siphoned out. Made me mad. I kicked a pretty big dent in the passenger side door. And then we headed back towards the other campsites. We never did find anyone else alive. Everyone else had either gotten out or been turned. When we got to the closest town, it had already fallen too. At that point, Ron wanted to find his family. I knew it was a bad idea. So did Eric. Again. You gotta draw on what you know, and what we knew was that cities are not the place to be during the zombie uprising. So, Ron left again. He still never told us what happened to his girlfriend. But we warned him that this time there was no coming back. Eric, Steve, and I were surviving together. We'd known each other for several years, but my friends were changed after that. Steve, who was the most brutal when it came to fighting the zombies, was strangely quiet the rest of the time. It was weird, because he was such an extroverted person before. Eric was kind of the opposite. He wouldn't shut up. Even when we needed to be quiet to not attract the attention of any zombies, Eric was running his mouth, and he was terrible at fighting the zombies. I can't tell you the number of times that Steve and I had to save his neck. There were times that he felt more like a liability than anything else. We survived together for four months, and then I started thinking about getting out on my own. But these were my best friends. We'd gotten to be friends in grad school. We'd been close. But trauma changes people. It changed my buddies in opposite ways, and I couldn't take it. So, one night, I left. I made sure that they were asleep, packed up my gear, and walked away. I've been on my own since. But you know what? I miss them. I miss surviving with my best friends, even if they had changed from their previous selves. While it drove me nuts while I was with him, I miss Eric's endless chatter. When I have to fight off zombies, I miss Steve's barehanded efficiency. He saved my neck a number of times, too. But I like being on my own. That's my story. Thank you to the Mercury team for their kindness and the book they gave me in exchange for my story. All the best, Todd. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care of each other.